0: Welcome to the Peanut Butter and Jody podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the art of successful relationships. I'm Jody, and the love of my life and partner in crime, Laura, is by my side. Say hi, Laura.
1: Hi, Laura.
0: How about that? Hi, Bubba hi honey how are you i'm just peachy how
1: was your day oh
0: typical busy tired yeah that's my typical day there mm-hmm. typical it is day. yes 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 how is yours
1: kind of boring why i don't really do a lot i mean i cleaned i did laundry <laughs> okay took the dog for a walk
0: yeah that's right i walked around the block there <laughs> taking a poop and that was
1: and that's pretty much my day
0: well that's not a bad day
1: no it's not i mean i am not saying i don't enjoy doing the stuff around the house it's just not exciting
0: like sitting in my office is exciting
1: and i wouldn't want to sit in your office well, I, I can't sit for a long period of time or I will fall asleep.
0: And I, I do sit, but they keep our office uh, at about um, uh, one degree above uh, Fahrenheit. So people, uh, it's chilly in the office. Nope. and um, You
1: got to keep it that way, though, right? Because of the machines? No. No?
0: No, it's just chilly. And there's always lots of people walking around and coffee machines buzzing behind my head. So sleep is not a possibility.
1: Um, you my dad. These keep like everything cold because of the gigantic computers they had in general electric. They were gigantic. Well, If
0: you're in um, a server room environment, which I used to work in those environments, mm-hmm. it's like that. But now I sit in a open office. So it doesn't, uh, doesn't really, although what's interesting is, and if you're ever in my office, I'll point it out. They have white noise in the office. They have like, oh. it, it just sounds like motors humming, but it's okay. really white noise. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, it's very interesting. Do they
1: have open relationships in the uh, open office?
0: Of course. Yeah, everybody's just all over everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. It's just the way it is. What's going on today on the news? It appears that's what's going on.
0: That's right. Everyone's with everyone. Do you have a or, lock button under your desk? Matt Lauer. Yeah.
1: Matt Lauer.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody's been he's with glib. Matt Lauer. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. You know, he's married with kids, by the way. Is he really? hmm Wow. Yep. And you know, he's a guy, when he had hair... Um, you know, looked like a normal guy. He's bad bald. He's bad with super short hair. He doesn't have a good head for sporting the baldy.
1: No, and he looks angry.
0: He does. And what's funny is all the people in the news are talking about how these guys are so powerful. They're so powerful. Okay, first of all, they're not like a four star general or a president or or you know the head of some, some government. They sit on TV and they talk about the news. I don't get the powerful part of it. In reality, you know, these people. I guess maybe it's a power thing because.
1: Well, then he's. They control somebody, people's careers. Said, yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe it's from that perspective, but I, guess I think that's where people. Because even like when Terry Crews was coming out and saying that this guy grabbed his junk and all this other stuff, and and he felt very this powerful man i'm like terry cruz was a former nfl player i'm like who in the world would he be intimidated by
1: well there you go but, but the Somebody power can get intimidated by
0: but i guess the always... the power element he referred to there probably was this guy's stature in the industry he was trying to break into of
1: course of course it's just really yeah horrific see, what's I, going on i said the only happy news is in england right now oh, Prince yes. harry's engagement, and it's not even in our country
0: yeah i know yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a very, very... uh and you know what? Weird time.
1: It's scary.
0: Why? Oh, because like missiles and stuff?
1: No, I'm saying it's scary and it's a correlation to today.
0: It is.
1: <laughs> that just
0: went right past my little bald head.
1: <laughs> I was trying to throw it out there and you're like, you what? You laid it out there the like, missile?
0: A, like a big meets a... Meets a Pasta ball.
1: Wow. Did you drink today? I was
0: gonna say meatball <laughs> and I was gonna say matzo ball, and it came out as mitza ball.
1: <laughs> hey, you created something new.
0: I did. It's a it's gonna be a Jewish meat based item. It's a, a matzo ball. ball
1: with meat in it. Mmm. <gasps>
0: Imagine then you kind of fry the outside a little bit. Put or a something. little
1: sauce on it.
0: Oh man. A little schmutz. A mitzvah. Oh,
1: no. A ball.
0: Ah or
1: I don't know uh, how you'd say it
0: mitza, in bola. <laughs> Hoi!
1: <laughs> so, I was trying to, like, get into it by saying...
0: Mm. <laughs> what were you going to say, sweetheart?
1: I was going to say, right now the world is kind of scary.
0: Scary and fearful. <sighs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's a very easy in for me had I caught it. Wow. I didn't catch
1: it. An easy in.
0: Yeah, so um, you today... You didn't get that
1: either. It went right under you. Easy in. Uh-huh.
0: I'm telling you, I'm just not on the ball. You're
1: not on the ball. Speaking of easy in and...
0: Yeah, I'm just like out to lunch right now. You are. I'm like misspeaking and meets a Mister ball speaking. and... Uh, yeah, all this stuff. Maybe
1: that's your M word today.
0: Meets a ball. hmm there it is. There's the M word for today. Meets a ball. Nobody go and take that. I haven't created it yet. I will perfect it and I will become rich. Mark my words. So what are we going to talk about today, me love?
1: We're going to talk about my very dark mind.
0: Hmm. So... I'll I'll preface this by saying this, okay? You preface it. So over the years, mm-hmm. um, I've heard various stories about your childhood. Yes. The place in which you grew up.
1: And I mentioned it, actually, I think in a couple podcasts.
0: Yeah, and, and kind of how that stuff affected you.
1: Pre-horror movie.
0: Pre-horror movie. So we'll talk about all that stuff. And then it kind of got us thinking that, well... Um, there, there are scary, unexplainable things that happen to people all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I will personally state, uh, although I find myself a non-believer in stuff, I think I don't, I think it's not that I'm a a non-believer. It's not
1: that I'm a believer. I'm
0: a a non-believer in people who try to prove it. I do think stuff goes on, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but you know,
1: I thought exactly like we so talked bad. about
0: that. We talked about the ghost hunter guy, um, some guy with you know his Radio Shack friend comes puts a bunch of circuits together, and demons talk through it.
1: Of course,
0: that I don't buy. So I don't, I don't buy that that part of it. But I don't. I've had enough experiences in my own life that we'll talk about that um, don't have a whole lot of explanation.
1: No, because I think what happens is that people take things like. For example, a loved one reaches out to you from the afterlife in some strange way. You know, it could be a number or something. Oh, it reminds me of my grandmother or something. I think that that can happen. But then they take that and they kind of play on your sympathy.
0: And how come everyone, every ghost and every spirit that's in a house is like 200 years old and wants to kill everyone in it?
1: They're evil. It's always at night. Yeah, how come stuff doesn't happen during
0: the day? Do, do ghosts know about that? How do they open AM? doors? I don't
1: get it. How do they grab anything? I don't know. How did they push Zach down the steps? Oh, I don't know. Remember when he fell down the steps? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. That shit just makes me laugh. So okay. Anyway,
0: so we're going to um, talk about some of these dark topics. Hello, darkness,
1: my old friend. I've come to talk with you
0: again. All right. So why don't you um, take us back a little bit in time as we, we do a, every now and again. We head back. Why don't you um, tell me a little bit about this bizarro place where you live. Tell me about the home. Tell me about okay. kind of the layout and gotcha. all this stuff. Gotcha. Hit me with it.
1: Okay. So I lived in a row house or a semi. Um in Trenton, which was not too far from Hamilton, um, in New Jersey, about half an hour from Burlington, which is where we are now. And um, it was just a really eerie house. Things would happen in that house that were just unexplainable. And it's not like I was watching horror movies. And this is before, this is when I was little. So before, like, I was 11, this stuff would happen to me. So things like, you know... Upstairs, we had an attic, and it was like a fully furnished attic. So, Which is uh, the weird layout, The layout of the house was as follows. We had, a, we had, if you walked in the door, there was the living room, there was the dining room right behind it, and then behind that was the kitchen, and behind the kitchen was a screened-in porch, actually an enclosed porch. You could actually, I had my toys and stuff out there, so it was heated and stuff. And that led into a backyard. So if you go back to where the kitchen was, there was a door that led to the basement. And down there was the washer and the dryer. There was a big sink, so my dad would like give Dixie, our poodle, when I was little, her baths down there and dryer and everything. And it was pretty much for storage, nothing more than that. There was a fridge down there. And um, if you went up the steps from the basement, Back through the kitchen and then up the steps again to the next floor. That's where we had a bedroom where my parents slept in the master bedroom. There was a bathroom Mm -hmm. next to that. And then down the hall was my sister and I slept in a room together. Mm -hmm. And then my grandmother's room, the roof cleaner. That was her bedroom. <laughs> this is the
0: roof cleaning house.
1: This was the roof cleaning house. Okay. Yes, All right. Yes. And All I used to right. sit in there in the day and I'd watch like Gilligan's Island around 530 and always stuff 530. Like that, Why right? is that? I don't know. It was always 530. And above my grandmother's bed was a cross. Each of us had a cross in our bedrooms because we were, you know, Catholic. There you go. So um,
0: a little bit of Lord in your life.
1: I remember that upstairs from Right across from our bedroom, me and my sister's, was a door that led to an attic. Right, so, so this was the fully up, furnished attic. The fully furnished attic, so you could walk up the steps. Okay. And it was used for storage, but when my mother and grandmother bought the house before my mother got married to my dad, um, it already had people that were living there. Okay. Okay? Don't know anything about them, never looked into the history of the house, which I actually should have. Um And when you walk up into the attic, we'd have our Christmas decorations up there. And some of us would sit up there and, you know, they had a bed. Creepy. And there was a little, like, little tiny door that had all of the decorations in it, especially for Christmas. Well, at the end of this little area, there was a bedroom, or what used to be a bedroom, in the attic. And the odd thing was that it had a... Um, a lock that you would slide um, on, the out- on the outside, outside of, the door. of the bedroom door. Oof. And I always found that very odd. Like in my head, even when I was little, I was thinking, I wonder what was contained in that room.
0: Yeah, what would you, why would you what lock something in, in? So
1: I always had a really eerie feel. I can't remember what the room looked like. I just remember, even when I was little, You know, why on earth was there a lock on the outside of this bedroom door?
0: Very weird.
1: Okay. So that was the first thing. And then I was always very sensitive. I always had really bad dreams when I was little. Right. And I remember when I was sleeping one time that um, I woke up, my eyes, I was fully awake. And there were snakes all around my bedroom. It was just like one and of those. And this wasn't
0: like you'd said. You weren't watching. It's
1: pre-horror. You
0: weren't watching scary movies or anything. No, and it's just, I would
1: sleepwalk a lot. Mm. Um, then there was one freaky dream uh, that I had. Well, many. That I woke up and in my dream I woke up. I didn't really wake up. And I dreamt that I went down to my mom's room in the master bedroom and she was sitting there on her bed in her pajamas and I'm like good morning mom and she turns around and her eyes are totally black
0: that's very weird mm-hmm. this is all pre-horror all influence
1: pre-horror yeah so I used to you have, do love
0: horror films as an I adult I
1: do and considering how bad these experiences where you think that I would have kind of yeah shied away from it hmm. and then I had another oh gosh so many th- weird things um I had a dream that my uncle who was married to my annoying aunt, crazy aunt, that he rose from the floor of the basement, uh, the basement floor. He rose from it. He had passed away Ooh. and he was rising from the floor of the basement.
0: None of these are. And again, had black good eyes. dreams either. No,
1: and had black eyes again.
0: Wow. Everybody you... had
1: black eyes. Wow. And Little
0: weird.
1: there was another one where I was on my grandmother's bed and it was, you know, she was still downstairs and, you know, I had the light out. It was kind of dark. I was on the phone with my girlfriend and the, uh, I felt something brush over my head and it freaked me out so badly. So
0: this wasn't even like sleep or dream. No, related, no. I was
1: actually on the phone and I felt something brush against my hair
0: Mhm. Could have been some pervy little ghost. I
1: don't know. It's some weird
0: crap. You say, look at this little girl.
1: (laughs) And the other strange thing was that um, I had a dream about a clown looking in a window. But people probably had a lot of those dreams. Clowns are kind of freaky. Been a
0: clown. The there could
1: no i was streaming it though and rose hiding because he was going to kill me
0: of course because clowns kill they do clowns kill people that's they, today's you know public what? service announcement clowns kill
1: they're murderers behind a smile a painted smile wow
0: that is prolific did
1: you like that yeah um
0: it was darn cool
1: you know i would have dreams like i would fly in my dreams like i'd have awful, hideous, evil things coming after me and I'd actually make myself fly in dreams and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, those so are, I, I think really, flying things are pretty common. I think it's common with kids
0: because
1: mm. I can't do that crap anymore.
0: Mm. Anything else bizarro happen there?
1: Well, that house, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, didn't you, you mentioned something about seeing, okay, so again, pre- Pre satanic movies uh, and horror is this films. About the cross? Yeah,
1: in my grandmother's room, shed a cross, Um and I had a dream that the cross turned upside down.
0: And you wouldn't even understand what that connotation was no, I in did. the context. No, well, I did. No, you knew then, but it wasn't something you.
1: Oh, uh, well, this was like way before Exorcist and any of those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Because like we've seen. References you and I were looking the other night at a, at a clip of Rosemary's Baby from 1967, and it was creepy. They had little upside down crosses hanging over the crib and all this yeah. other stuff, but it wasn't something you had ever seen or understood.
1: No, so Mm-mm.
0: that's very very weird.
1: And you think, okay, it's the house, and then when we moved, not that far away, so I was like 17, I guess. There was uh, just one weird occurrence was. I was sleeping, and I woke up, and there was, like, this male figure at the base of my bed. And when I screamed, it disappeared into where the window was, like, just evaporated out the window. Wow. I was always, like, very sensitive to that stuff, and I remember, like, years after that, so maybe I was a senior in high school, I went to confession, and the priest who didn't even know me, it was a different church for me and was he a he jesuit priest me,
0: named damien Carris? no okay just <laughs> checking. funny
1: because the priest of our church is father damien yeah just checking um and he had told me as a side note to my confession that it's like a, hey, hey by
0: hey by the hey, way by the
1: way i want to let you know the holy spirit is very strong in you and that actually means that you know you're kind of protected you're really protected so I was like, way, whoa, like no one's ever had a priest tell them that by the way, cause I've questioned people. Hmm. And uh, that was really something.
0: Very, very interesting. So all these creepy little things that, that as adults we see in, in references to all these things in films, but you hadn't experienced any of them. So I would really love to know the history of that house.
1: I would too. Somebody like, said not to sound like goofy, yeah. But somebody said it was actually on top of an Indian burial ground. I'm like, I don't imagine? know. Is that
0: Amity? No, no, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, yeah. Yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll, who's the guy? Craig T. Nelson will show up and they roll right over the green. No, you know
1: what? I'd have The Rock show up.
0: Yeah, exactly. He'd, yeah.
1: He'd, he'd know how to handle that. He'd smell
0: what they're cooking. He would. Because that's what he does.
1: Yeah. So they were my like, weird, and you just wonder, like, why on earth? Maybe that's why it's hard for me to to find a good horror movie because I've experienced all this weird crap that I'm like.
0: Now, as as an adult, I've had a couple of experiences with you in your sleep state.
1: Wow, this sounds like <clears throat> you're going to be up on allegations tomorrow on the news.
0: Yeah, in your sleep state, um, I, I had a couple of experiences while you were sleeping.
1: Wow. Matt Lauer, tell us about it.
0: Okay, um, our the first experience was oh
1: I know what you're going to say on our
0: honeymoon first night on our honeymoon. Okay, so you know I, I go off I'm, I'm little chubby Jody just chilling out, getting ready to go to bed, hanging out in Disney World. Wait someplace. a minute, got
1: to back it up by saying that we never lived together before we got married. So that yeah, was the we first didn't. time we were.
0: There was a I don't know maybe actually the second night we'd ever slept together in a bed overnight because the first night we actually stayed overnight together because we was, never
1: slept together
0: no you know not in traditional terms i mean like actually like <laughs> snoozing um but uh we we didn't um stay overnight ever prior to our uh wedding night correct so that wasn't allowed right right Yes, you weren't allowed. He said, "Bring
1: me home by like two thirty in the morning." Because my dad was like, "No, you're
0: yeah. not married. You and have to get her home." In fact, yeah, you got to remember you getting yelled at for being ten minutes late a week before our wedding. That was crazy. Yeah, little, eh, little much, little much. So anyway, so we are at our honeymoon and we're chilling out doing our thing, and I'm sitting there. I remember we were we decided we were going to sleep in the um, the left side bed. Right, So I'm sitting there sleeping. Everything's great. We are, we're down the in, Polynesian. in Polynesian and Disney World yes. and everything's great. I'm sleeping and <laughs> next thing you know, little Laura is standing between the beds, screaming at the top of her lungs, thinking that I was going to kill her. <laughs> okay? I mean, she I was flipping hell out. She, yeah, I had a knife. Yeah, I had a knife in my dream, right? So she's standing there. <laughs> Looking at me, screaming, just screaming her head off. And
1: I like how nobody called. Like, no. no one's like, is everything okay in nobody room came. 213?
0: They said, oh, they must be doing a luau late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um.
1: And you're like, that's not a night. So that was I have...
0: <laughs> one experience. Then we had another experience. I've had various experiences with you here where we are where you'll start going into a screaming thing, but I'll wake you up. Mm hmm. Um, but this, again, in Disney world, we were staying in a hotel and there was a bunch of people. We had like, like a couple of bedrooms and there was a bunch of people, uh, there with us this time. So it was us and our kids in one room and some friends and their kids or whatever in another room, whatever the situation was. And, and we had
1: the, some of them or one of them was actually sleeping in the same room as us in the other bed.
0: Yeah, and our kids were there. Yeah,
1: yeah, in our same room, though.
0: Yeah, and again, nobody wakes up for this. So what happens is Laura can fall asleep in about. mm, I I tried to measure it once, you know, probably about a month ago. Somewhere around six to eight seconds is about what it takes, and she's out. Okay. Yeah, so it's literally like six to eight seconds, and she's gone. So I am brushing my choppers, Mm -hmm. and I come walking in.
1: Is that where you were? I thought you were actually sleeping next to me. No,
0: I was brushing my teeth. And (laughs) from me brushing my teeth to walking back to the bed, you passed out. Okay. Okay? So the lights are kind of off. And I was in the middle of swallowing. And
1: the moonlight was coming through the window. So So so, I saw your silhouette. So
0: she (laughs) opens up her eyes and she sees this pear-shaped Object in front of her, and it, like I said, I'm in the middle of swallowing, so she starts screaming, and I'm going, Yeah, it's okay. it's all right. it's all right. yeah that helped. Um, yeah, big scary pair coming at you. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite. No, How come
1: nobody wakes up? Our,
0: nobody in our room woke up, no. and the people we were with, nobody. No. Nobody.
1: Nobody.
0: No, it was uh, very interesting. So, yeah, those are a couple of my um, Laura freak out experiences.
1: I have a weird one. God, tell me. That when I was little, I opened a baked potato. Ew. This is in that house. The, the evil satanic house, we'll call it.
0: So this, this potato where, probably would have been normal in any other home.
1: The house where Satan resides. But, um um and I remember my mom would like bake potatoes in the oven. No microwave yet.
0: Like legit.
1: Yeah. And she put it, cut it on it open. some rock salt. <laughs> and she cut mine open and inside was not only another skin. So it was like the skin, she cut it open, and then there was like a layer of the actual meat of the potato. And then in the center of it was skin. But the skin had like a cobweb effect to it it was kind of like and so I, it really Ew. freaked so me it was, out
0: it was like uh you know um symbiotic potato baby it was
1: really gross it Ew. was so gross and i still re- so i'm looking into like you know this whole ah uh, no pun intended the whole phobia Right, which is called—I can't pronounce it. Trip, it's called uh, tripophobia. Uh,
0: tripophobia. Tripophobia.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, and they're—I did this like a couple of days ago, and they're like, "If you can look at these pictures, uh, you're fine. If you can't, then you have this." And I'm like, "Whatever." And then I look at them, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And I like put the phone down. I give it to Bub, and, and I'm going, like, <laughs> "Yeah, <I'm> make <making>, it." <laughs> and then I realized at that moment. Couple of days ago, that I actually have a little bit of this whole phobia. Wow, not like crazy, not, but a little like a little anxiety sets in when when I'm like looking at it. So that goes back probably to the potato.
0: Wow, so so that kind of deep seated um, experience with that cobwebby holy potato.
1: Oh, there was one picture of a guy that had cellulite. He had, excuse me, had stretch marks. One of the pictures for this tripophobia, Tri- tripophobia, 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 and the stretch marks were so pronounced that they resembled multiple holes. Did, did you see that yeah, one?
0: Yeah, I did. See, that stuff doesn't bug <sighs> me. Oh, I was like, oh. but even something as simple mm. as looking at like a honeycomb with bees coming out of it were, you know, in some cases, or like a plant that had tiny yeah, little I can't, holes. Nope,
1: I don't want to talk about it. Let's go on
0: so um well i'll tell you about a couple of um a couple of my experiences
1: we're out of time
0: oh well till next week no we will talk um so a couple of things i remember i was in the third grade or so and i got a book from the bookmobile okay
1: that's the one these come out to the school
0: yep I and, loved that. And let me tell you, that's, remember we talked about, you know, the smell and all this other stuff. Everybody <gasps> yes. remembers the smell of the bookmobile. They do. Everybody. Yep. It's, and and you know, it's funny sometimes even today I'll pick up a book or a magazine and it has that smell
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the bookmobile.
1: That's why I love Barnes and Noble, I think.
0: Because it smells like the flipping bookmobile.
1: Oh, It does. Doesn't it?
0: I don't know, but I remember the bookmobile. I remember where they parked it. Um, and I remember everything about it. So, you know, I would always pick up a book. I picked up a book on like um, makeup. You know, like scary makeup. There is a guy in it named named Nur Premro. Okay, in this makeup book. Okay. And the only thing I remember about Nur Premro, okay. why I remember his name, I don't know. That's it's
1: because it's weird. Yeah, Nur
0: Premro, and, Nir Prem Ro, and the, he made this concoction. It was like jelly and oatmeal and it was on his face. Okay. And that was like this horror makeup thing. Okay.
1: So was he a makeup artist?
0: No, he was a kid. They made up all these different kids with different stuff. Some had, like, legitimate makeup, and some had other things put on them. This guy had oatmeal on his face, and I thought it was really so cool.
1: So he's a kid, though.
0: Yeah, they were all kids, like like teenagers or whatever. Okay. And they were all done up. And I remember <laughs> Nur Primrose. Rose. So That's that one of the books I picked up. I picked up the uh, Dynamite magazine with J.J. Walker on it. I
1: had that one, too.
0: Yeah. I had red cover.
1: That's where I got my uh, fortune cookie recipe from. Really? Mm-hmm. That I never made. So. Dad.
0: Uh, I did pick up one book there, okay, and it was a Dracula book. Okay, I remember the look of it. It was not a a real Dracula guy. It was a drawn character. Okay. Purple cover. Um, I tried to, since I knew we were going to talk about this, I tried to find the cover, couldn't find it. Um, But what, what happened is at night, I would lay down and I'd go to sleep and the Dracula book's down there. Freaking me out. Right? So... For whatever the reason, I'd have to take another book and put it on top of it. Scary. I don't know. It was a very short period of time, like third grade, and that Dracula book freaked me out.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So that's one thing. Now, um, when we in that same house, we had a basement. Okay, and that basement was—I wouldn't call it creepy. I never really had a problem going down there. Although my mother owned the Exorcist book. Oh, God. Okay? Uh, The William Peter Blatty book, and um, it was always just chilling out there on a shelf by itself. Why? I don't know. Who knows why people do this stuff? So I would go down there, I would see the book over in the corner, (laughs) and I would run into the closet. We had a closet in the middle. And the closet in the middle is where, like, my toys were. Yeah. And I would go in the closet <laughs> and grab whatever I had to grab and run back up oh, the stairs as fast as I could. Or, but see,
1: I understand that. Or I would have
0: my sister do this. Did you ever have your sister do this as a kid? Time me. Did you ever do that? Where she goes, <laughs> no. When you knew you had to go somewhere fast, about. she'll say, okay, I'll time you. And you would run top speed. Except my fat ass would fall down the stairs and break <laughs> something. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I would do that in my no, head. Yeah, you know,
1: we do that with the kids. Do you remember that? Remember we did oh, yeah. that when they were little? To get them to do and stuff you would for you? stop counting.
0: Yeah. And say, one, oh, I, two, it was 30.
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, 29, just one second faster than last time. So I, so the basement itself wasn't creepy.
1: Say so you're sorry to the kids now that are listening. Oh, whatever.
0: They'll get over it. Um, but I used to do stuff down there. So it wasn't really an issue for me. Like I used to set up my, um, My theater shows down there.
1: Did you set up your track down there?
0: No. My TCR. No, I did not. Um, No, but what I did set up, what I used to do is I used to take, I used to try to engineer things in my head, right? And I'm like, well, I had a, uh, I had a hand-me-down Burt puppet.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So, and he had a stain on his head. I I don't know where I got it from, but it was a (laughs) hand-me-down. So what I did is I would take um, all of the toilet paper tubes. Yeah. And a paper plate. Okay. And I would, I'm saying to myself, well, if somebody's going to come down here and watch me do this puppet show, um, how are they going to hear it without any amplification? Okay. So what I would do is I would stand a card table on its side. Okay. And I would take all the toilet paper tubes, one from each side, and use the paper plate at the end to create like a speaker. Okay. So that when I talked into the tube, people out there could hear what I'm saying while well, I'm the puppet guy underneath.
1: Did anybody come to say it? No. Oh, even <coughs> for me. So, Oh, Bubba, that's sad. It's okay.
0: It's oh. all right. But anyway, so the only thing that was creepy down there was that even the boiler room in the back wasn't creepy, but that exorcist book chilling out on the shelf well, by that's itself.
1: Understandable. Cause at the time it was supposedly a true story.
0: Right? So, when I fast forward uh, as an adult, now everyone in my age group Like went what age
1: this. as an adult would you say?
0: Well, um, I would say when you, around 1984 uh, to 1987 uh, time If you prime. said
1: 1986, I was going to sing Queensryche. Well,
0: yeah. Um, I, I'd, I'd say anyone of my generation. I was in high school in the late 80s or mid-80s. Okay. Mid, mid 80s, okay. Um, who liked metal and stuff like that. Um, Probably started listening to like much heavier, much more aggressive thrash metal and speed metal, and probably got into stuff like Slayer and um, things that had like occultish topics.
1: So are these the Satan worship? This is the Satan worshiping music that we were talking about
0: before, quote unquote. Yeah, so stupid. I mean, really, it's not so
1: stupid. You know,
0: it's really not. We know that now. But in 1983 or whatever it was, when this stuff was coming out. And they're they're talking about all these very, um, you know, uh, you know, morbid and twisted and and occultish topics. We were all sitting there reading these lyrics like crazy people. Right. So next thing you know, we're going to the local B. Dalton bookseller. That was pre uh, pre Barnes Barnes and and Noble. Noble. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Ah, I got to get me a copy of that Necronomicon. God. Yeah. So of course you go to your local bookstore and down in the. So you ed- said
1: this was like our high school time period, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you bought
0: it? Of course, because I had to buy the Necronomicon. Why? Uh, why? But because I'm I'm a kid, and you know, you think like, well, oh, this is you know, some nonsense, and I'm going to read the Necronomicon.
1: Were there spells in that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's all that that kind of stuff in there. <laughs> And it's all pretty I much. I
1: need some of that.
0: No, but it's all, you know, I, I know now, you know, uh, the, the whole deal with that. I to try it. How it all went down. Um, And in and, and my estimation, now, as an adult. It's all bull crap. You know, I was made up most of this stuff. But anyway, as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I had this book. Okay. So the Necronomicon is sitting on my shelf along with the Satanic Bible. Oh, my gosh. Just chilling out on my shelf. Yeah, it's the Lavey model. If anyone's interested, it's the Anton Lavey Satanic Bible. Which edition? Oh, uh, I don't know. Probably first edition, signed by the author
1: himself. Is it really? No. Oh. Uh, now it was it was in
0: paperback by Harper Collins. Okay. So anyway, so I had these two things sitting on a shelf, just chilling there, and I'm sleeping one night. Okay. Now, i I'm, I'm not a very much a lucid dreamer. So I don't have the, is it really happening or not? I'm either awake or I'm not awake. Okay. Right. So I opened up my eyes one night and I'm laying in bed and the flipping Necronomicon book is floating in my room.
1: My God.
0: Okay. And I would swear on a stack of Bibles.
1: That's funny. Bibles. Bibles and- there's a whole conflict there. Yeah.
0: Um, I saw this thing floating around and I just hid under the covers and d- didn't come out till the morning and probably fell back to sleep at some point and everything was back to normal. But, you know, as the day is light, I will tell you, I saw the Necronomicon of floating.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So I quickly um, disposed of that.
1: What did you do with it? Garbage can. Oh, so just like I regular- should have put it in
0: a donation bin at some place. Imagine you go to like, it looks like some, some, uh, some, uh, you know, uh, put in a church Goodwill. Donation. I should go to Goodwill and say, What's this little book? Oh, it's just the book of the dead, the book of the black earth. Um, yeah, so I had that happen. Then there was one time I was driving around with my friends, and this is college time now. Okay. And, um, we're just driving around and we're in Somerset County somewhere where there's lots of farms and all this other Jersey. stuff. Jersey. In Jersey. And uh, there's, um, we're driving down this farm road. There's nothing on this road. There's no lights. And we see like a barn off in the distance, right? Because of course, you know, there's there's always some barn off in the distance um, and it's lit up. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So as we get closer, my friend's like, what the heck's going on down there, right? Because we see all these people kind of chilling out and they're like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards back, right? Okay. So of course we have to, you know, turn off our lights oh and drive God. down that road a little bit nope. and see what's going on. And it was all candles and people in robes chilling out. I, red candles, people in robes, they hear or see the car, <gasps> car, car and they start running toward the car.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, so um, lights on.
1: Let me ask you, was Sammy Davis Jr. there? I <laughs>
0: Why would Sammy Davis Jr. be there? Because he
1: had his picture with the guy. Oh, the with Anton, Anton Lavey, LaVey. Mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. Yeah. See.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Follow I remember that. Me, Bubba, I'm on me. this. I am on it. So anyway, wow. yeah. So I saw this. This, you know, in real life, and um,
1: you got to get to the best story.
0: Oh yeah. So <clears throat> there was a a friend of mine <laughs> whose um uncle.
1: Same time period, about same
0: time period. Okay. And me and this guy went to. Uh, middle school, high school, we worked together a little bit. Uh, my favorite place of employment is he McDonald's. still
1: around, or um, uh, yeah, uh,
0: he's uh, he's out there.
1: I like that one. That, yeah, go ahead. No,
0: no, that guy's gone. Uh, um, so this, this guy is still out there, but we had a discussion once about his uncle uh, being into white magic, okay. And he would tell me all this stuff. So and what was,
1: exactly is white magic? I guess
0: it wasn't used for harm. Okay. My, that makes sense. The explanation I got. Okay. So anyway, make a long story short. He's telling me about uh, his uncle and the white magic. And then he's telling me about how he tried to summon a watcher um, using <laughs> Necronomicon or <laughs> some other book of some sort. Um, and <laughs> winds up in his house unconscious and naked.
1: I thought he was outside his house naked.
0: Maybe it, he may have. That's yeah. He would have listen, what's inside the lesson or outside learned? And, the, and, <laughs> and I remember him telling me that he had to create a ring of salt, and there was a chain, and there was a thing on the end of the chain, and he wound up naked. And I, I would say in my my first instinct is okay. This is bull crap. But I knew the guy a long time, right? And the story didn't change like forever, wow. right? And he's like, I never screwed with that crap again.
1: So he was his uncle wasn't into white magic, which kind
0: of I guess led him to dabble. black magic or whatever he was doing. He just I just remember him saying he was summoning a watcher.
1: Well, a watcher would be I would assume dark black magic. I, would I assume I guess I don't know.
0: Um, but yeah, so um. He I remember him telling me this story and uh, and the story never changed. And the thing is that with with him, he he wasn't good at like masking his emotions so much. Okay, Um, And you could see that this clearly bugged him. Okay, You know, you can't fake it.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: And that never changed. No. As long as I was friends with that guy, he was always like, look, (laughs) you know, he was uncomfortable even talking about it. Wow. Yes. I don't know what happened to him, uh, but something happened to him. That's crazy. Could have just been a bad shroom, for all we know.
1: Ick. Did uh, he t- Was he into?
0: He probably. Uh, yeah, I would probably say he would be that guy. Okay. Um, but this he recalled very vividly. Okay. So um, those are a couple of um my experiences with this stuff.
1: And you know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. Our first date, our first movie date, was misery.
0: Very interesting.
1: It kind of sums everything up.
0: Well, they do, they do say that people who undergo... Hi. Hi, how are you? Did you hear me? Yes.
1: What'd I say?
0: Oh, sorry. I was going on to the next part in my head. Oh, so our first date was misery. Yeah. And that pretty much sums things up.
1: <laughs> <sighs> it should be pitch perfect.
0: Oh well yeah of course it is because you're with me and I am oh. a I am a demigod oh. I'm a demi gorgon.
1: Oh. oh stranger things but I have to say one of our favorite shows is The Exorcist which is really good yeah. on Fox
0: Exorcist on Fox it's is a really good really excellent well-produced it is well directed show mm-hmm. um I stay awake ridiculous that's, that's cast show. yeah really 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 good cast mm-hmm. on that show um but you know as adults we love all that stuff
1: oh gosh yeah i've you talked know, about it
0: we love all this um weird stuff i've i've read um i don't know if i've read it but like i read um some accounts of uh, of alistair crowley I, re- I think i read his biography alistair
1: crowley is that a Beatles song
0: no it's mr crowley i
1: no, was it wasn't Mr. Crowley.
0: That was an Ozzy Osbourne song called Mr. Crowley no. about him.
1: what the Beatles song was. Alistair Crowley. It
0: an Alice. <laughs> it's Alistair <laughs> Crowley. Crazy old guy. La, 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 la. What was that Beatles song? All
1: <laughs> Tell me. That to look good.
0: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <gasps> Go, Eleanor Rigby. That's it. There it is. <clears throat> Pulled that one out of the proverbial arse. Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. So, um, Alistair Crowley. So I read. It just fits um, all together, I though. Read Alistair Crowley's um, <laughs> bio. Well, it wasn't his bio? It was a, well, it was a bio, not an auto bio. Um, <sighs> Get it but, right, but Bub. he was a. Uh, his mother named him the Great Beast that yeah. is
1: your name
0: oh mommy <gasps> oh i thought you know, my mother named me the great beast <laughs>
1: <No. sighs> and i'm like why are you calling me mommy i was <laughs> no,
0: I'm talking about my mommy um so yeah his mother called him the great beast they said he was the most evil man that ever lived they say that there's some responsibility for him in the third reich and the golden dawn and all this not the diner um, the Golden Dawn the Golden Dawn was um, like a, a secret organization
1: that's where my that's um, where my aunt's boyfriend passed down
0: yeah and the Golden Dawn Diner so um, Tom <laughs> Tom Connor so um, yeah but they say this dude was super evil like um, he had a house on Loch Ness right because of course everybody has to have a house on Loch
1: Ness who had the Dracula castle
0: Uh, That I don't know.
1: I thought you told me about something that actually like bought it or stayed in it. Oh, no, no, no. Who is that? No,
0: this is not the Dracula castle. It's Crowley's house. So Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Okay. Bought Alistair Crowley's house.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. So
0: here it gets really interesting. So um, Crowley used to do um, ritualistic stuff. He had an altar in the house and all this stuff in his house, right? Um but the history of the house um I forget what it was called um I, it'll come to me anyway but he had this house on Loch Ness and uh, all this weird stuff happened Jimmy Page bought the house some years later who was very into occult stuff right and um during the early days of Led Zeppelin all these horrible things started happening to um other members of Led Zeppelin you know, one's one's kid died, a horrible accident, stuff like this started happening, but nothing would happen to Jimmy Page. And it got to a point where Robert Plant, the singer of Led Zeppelin, refused to go into the house, which I think was called Bolish Boleskine, Boleskine okay. Castle. Mm. Um, yeah, Robert Plant refused to go in.
1: That's some scary crap.
0: Right. And eventually, Page sold it and all this other stuff, but... Um, yeah, weird kind of crap would go on there. I think eventually the house traded hands a couple more times, eventually like burned down in some freak thing and just really weird stuff. Did
1: Carrie burn it down?
0: She she did because she was very mad at her mom.
1: She was. She was. It's a lesson.
0: Remember she was flinging knives at her and stuff.
1: I remember when they were throwing pads at
0: her when she (laughs) got
1: her period, she'd know what it
0: was. Here's your bleeding pad. (laughs) (laughs) Put a tampon in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we watched <laughs> that movie
0: with the turtle. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so bol- I was going
1: to bring up a point. Bol- oh, go ahead. You bolus- finish that. I want to say something.
0: Bollish, bolus- bolus- or Bullish guy? That's the arm movement. Help. Yes. Um, but Aleister Crowley. So I read his his book. Um, um I, I read uh, the the book of the Thoth. It's not, that's not me saying sauce with a lisp, it's T-H-O-T-H, the book of the Thoth. And it was, uh, you know, his, he had a book called Magic on, on his, his type of magic and, uh, you know, the black it arts. Like the
1: Ghostbusters thing.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I've always, um, at, at least when I was younger, I had a curiosity with this kind you of stuff. You know why? Tell me. I don't know. I don't know, but I found the topic fascinating, <laughs> um, and I still find it fascinating Listen, today. Not that I'm reading day? about it or hanging out with Today,
1: it. this day?
0: Just right now. So go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, you know it's really funny, and I just thought about this, that people are are, are, are more, Arr. I can't say intrigued, uh, with dark stuff, like satanic stuff, than they are with, like, you know, God-like stuff. And I, you, you feel sometimes that the dark stuff is more powerful than the God-like stuff. Because you don't hear someone, like, getting a spell from the Bible and, like, healing a leper.
0: Right? <laughs> That's a good point.
1: But if you pick up the Satanic Bible or whatever you have, yeah, you, Necronomicon, you, could, Satanic you could make someone Bible. turn into, a, like, a frog or you can make them like you said with Led Zeppelin, yeah. bad crap or something. But you never hear about like that happening with like the the dark side versus the good side. You know, you know what's
0: very interesting. I was talking to Stan about this before our podcast. Lackburn. Yep, I was talking to him about this um, because again we had the same kind of background and stuff, and listened to all the same music. And I was telling him that I was I had subscribed to Apple Music. Okay. Okay, and Apple Music gives you. For like nine bucks a month gives you unrestricted access to Apple's entire library of music videos, all the music Apple has. You could download it to your devices, you can do anything you want to do.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And um for some reason I wanted to listen to a song called Supernaut by Black Sabbath. All right. Right. So I search Black Sabbath and I find Supernaut and all this other stuff. And I find some really old Sabbath stuff. And um and it's and it's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I looked at my search results, and my search results had a song called Black Sabbath. So I click the song Black Sabbath. Okay. And it brings me to a band called Witchcraft Coven.
1: Is this the one you let me hear? Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So this band, Witchcraft Coven, was around 1967. Everything they wrote about was satanic. Okay. Okay. But the music sounds like horrible cheese. It was awful. It sounds like it sounds like the cheesiest stuff from the cheesiest, like um, you know, psychedelic era stuff ever. Yeah. Right, but then I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this this stuff is bizarre because they have this woman on the cover and these Mm -hmm. two guys, and the guys look like mannequins, but they're actually real people. They have upside down crosses on. Okay. Now this is like. You Way, said like sixty seven. Yeah. Okay. Nobody, nobody. After finding reading about them, nobody had done anything like this before. What was their background? Well, they were kind of like a hippie psychedelicish kind of band. But this woman, the woman who was their singer, um, her family was into all sorts of stuff. So she kind of grew up in this with a little coven and all this other wow. stuff, right? So they were a witchcraft coven. And, um, on this, this, uh, disc or well uh, on this, uh, whatever it was at the time, an LP, um, is the first known recording of a black mass.
1: What On that?
0: On that disc. Wow. So after all the cheesy songs. Yeah. They have a black mass.
1: How long is it?
0: The black mass was like about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Did you listen? Of course. Is it
1: creepy? <laughs> Nah, not really?
0: It's kind of like if you take a, a Christian mass and flip it upside down is what it is. Um, apparently there was a video of it, too, somewhere. I don't know. I'm I not watching that. I couldn't find it. I tried. But um, the interesting thing was, you know how all these dudes in metal throw up the horns? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So Gene Simmons of Kiss, actually, <laughs> about three or four <laughs> years ago. Tried to trademark the horns, saying that he's the guy that came up with it. Yes,
1: I remember you telling me this. Okay.
0: Um, The furthest recollection I have of that was Ronnie James Dio, who was the second singer of Black Sabbath. Okay. Used to do that. Okay. Okay. turns out that in 1967, 1966, Witchcraft Coven are the people who are the first documented users of... Of throwing up the devil's horns that all the metal bands do, right?
1: Wow!
0: And um, when Black Sabbath first came out, they had kind of a dark sound and and quasi occultish topics, okay? Right? And when they were being reviewed, they said this is England's answer to Witchcraft Coven. Witchcraft Coven is some some band that no one knows anything about, and they were like four or five years pre Black Sabbath. Okay, doing the whole occult thing. Wow, very interesting.
1: That is very you're very interesting right now. Thank you. Um, can you see me looking at you? Yeah, like you're looking taking at me like it all in. I'm, I'm like, like wow. Bubba's
0: Bubba's getting lucky
1: tonight. Because I, <laughs> I have to bring up something interesting yeah. about people that do not believe in God, yeah. right? The agnostics, right? right? Mm-hmm. And we were watching um, Anthony Bourdain, right? Okay, And he went over to Jerusalem, correct? Was yep. it Jerusalem?
0: Because I think part of one of his parents like, is Jewish.
1: Is that why that he ended up over there?
0: Yeah, his, his father is French. I think his mother was a Jewish woman. Wow.
1: So he does not believe.
0: He does not believe.
1: Okay. So we're watching this, me and Bubba are watching it, and all of a sudden he's, he's at, like... He's at
0: the weeping wall or whatever they call that the in Jerusalem. The weeping wall. Yep. Is it the weeping wall? I think it is, yeah.
1: The wailing wall. Same thing. Wailing, and then they weep. Okay. And then they get a they get a... A matzo, what you call it? A matzo ball, what is it?
0: They get they get a mitzah ball. <laughs> yeah, as your parting gift.
1: So they're at the wailing slash weeping wall and um the guy who was taking him around talking about obviously food, they give a little cultural background and everything. And it's very interesting. And uh He's like, there was a basket that had a crown of thorns in it. Yeah, they were selling them. A crown of thorns. Yeah, they were selling
0: them as like like store gifts. Yeah. So imagine how I go down today. Just the the (laughs) safety factors alone, right? (laughs) Hey, mom, check this out. You got all these bleeding kids all over the place.
1: But was funny, very interesting to me, and, and we talked about it, was the fact that he doesn't believe in God, all right? But. That, he said, no way. It's like, that was like,
0: he wouldn't taboo. put it, he, the guy took it and he think he was going to put it on his head and he went and that was like over the line, right?
1: For the guy who doesn't believe so the
0: guy who doesn't believe and I thought that
1: was interesting. So how could there
0: be a line for someone who doesn't believe? I
1: don't know. I thought that was very interesting. It is. Cause you saw the look on his face. Like it was just like, it wasn't an act. It was like a no. Well, the
0: only thing that I, that I think in my brain, Okay. If if I believe in God, yeah, you have to believe in the other side, right? So you have to believe. I do. You have to believe that that you know Satan, the fallen angel, and darkness, and all this other stuff has to exist. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're gonna believe in one, you gotta buy the other. That's true, right? Because you can't say, "Well, God is all good" and all this other stuff, because um, you know part of the motivation of following a religion is, you know, a, a basis in, 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 a, in a moral foundation, you know, um, life lessons and all this other stuff. But there has to be a bad component.
1: Well, you know, what's amazing, too, is that when you watch, you know, the the bad entities, right, in movies, you know, it's interesting. What really, really gets me is that they are very good at spelling backwards
0: why is that?
1: I don't know. Did you notice that on with Linda Blair? Yeah, it was help me.
0: Yeah, but it was written backwards. It was
1: written backwards. I can.
0: You know what? That's right. I can read backwards. So upside it was on down. the
1: inside of her stomach. <laughs> yeah, help me. And they did the letters. Satan, excuse me. Satan himself did the letters correctly.
0: Because it couldn't be a minion or anything. It Had to be the Satan himself. You know,
1: right? it was me. I was the devil. I think I'd write it according to how I'm looking at it and say, "Get a mirror."
0: yeah how about that genius yeah go go show the reflection in your cross mr priest
1: but the devil did it correctly yeah he inverted all the letters and and it came out great
0: inverts crosses inverts letters yeah everything was perfect um so the interesting thing that i when i was thinking about this topic right is about how some 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 of of these things now but here's the thing (laughs) All of these things that come up, and this is kind of like our lesson from this here, um, if we bring it back to Earth a little bit, um, kind of what I, what I was thinking was that a lot of these things that happen to us as kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, think about it, you know you know we're, we're getting near you know our mid40s, near 50, and we remember this what? stuff like it was yesterday.
1: I'm nearing 50 buddy.
0: I know, I said mid-40s, near 50.
1: Because I'm, I'm genetically blessed, you didn't know that. You
0: are genetically blessed. You know, I
1: took a quiz, by the way, on Pinterest, and it told me my, that I am 33. According Did it say to, you were
0: genetically blessed?
1: According to the candy I picked.
0: Wow. So if you pick a Zagnite, you're old as F.
1: <laughs> I picked a Twix, so.
0: Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so somehow mm-hmm. candy is a predictor of age. Yeah. Just like a Ouija board is a predictor of my death. It, it Ouija is. board told me, when I was a kid that I was going to die when I was t- uh, 32 of cancer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. With my sister's Maybe hands. Maybe you're at the actually
1: helm. an apparition. Maybe you're not real. Well, Cause guests can, t- like I said, ghosts sure can turn knobs. So you could be actually,
0: well then this knee pain I should not be having if I'm not real.
1: No, God, um, I'm sorry. So
0: the point uh, being to all this is that um, phobias and fears um, that you have as a kid, Now, some of them, like whether it's a clown or whether it's, um, you know, something, uh, you know, like a fear of heights or all this other stuff can mess people up in adulthood. Okay. So, for instance, um, if you like had a fear of monsters as a kid. OK. That might turn into like a a fear of, of strangers, a fear of burglars. And it might lead someone to have serious social anxiety okay. down the road. And, right. it, and it's completely possible. Um so you know, I was reading a story about a guy who was afraid of the dark as a kid, right?
1: Yeah, I remember you telling me about and, this. Yep.
0: And it continued. They'd say, Oh, just sleep with a light on, and he can't sleep, okay? And this problem perpetuated into today's word perpetuated.
1: No, it's an M word.
0: Meets a ball.
1: That's what it is. There it Uh, is.
0: So um, this problem perpetuated into horrible sleep quality problems. Um, Know what the M word is? Malevolent. Malevolence. Go ahead. So this guy wound up having horrific insomnia and all this other stuff, and it prevented him from leading a normal life. And it all goes back to this childhood phobia of the dark.
1: To his parents saying, "Is his Just parents turn bought?
0: the lights on that it's fine um, but they say they say that
1: have the, a glass of water and turn off the light
0: but this is what they say they say that that it's, it's very common and they say that about ten percent of people at some point in their life will have a phobia that gets in the way of them living a full life as you laugh through this <laughs> why well, What was so funny? Tell me. What was it? What tripped you? I'll continue speaking. So as I had said, through your laughter, laugh through the tears.
1: No, because.
0: Are you looking at my leg? (sighs) Anyhow. What? I don't know. You looked down and you started laughing. I'm like, you're laughing at my meaty thighs. I am
1: trying to control myself.
0: Okay, well, I'm
1: laughing at the fact that the parents were like, just turn off the light. (laughs) I'm like, parents do that.
0: They do. But what they don't realize is like when I was a little kid, the flipping lion (laughs) sleeps tonight. I was afraid of a song, right? And I can remember it like it was yesterday. I remember my room with the fire engine ladder on the wall and the lion sleeps at the night. Me crapping the bed.
1: That was yesterday.
0: Crapping my little pants.
1: Who hang that? <clears throat> that was yesterday. So anyway, Foreigner. Foreigner. listen to what I'm saying. Oy, go.
0: So they say that 10% of people will at some point in life have a phobia that gets in the way of them living their life. Kay. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So um, it could be... Um, More than just having your partner kill a spider in a bathtub means you might not be able to take a job that requires you to use an elevator because you have something like that or you can't travel by plane. Um, All these weird little things like that, fears and phobias, can legitimately get in the way of people um, being successful in life.
1: I know because I have a fear of... Public speaking. And I didn't have that, by the way, when I was younger. I didn't have that when I was teaching. I didn't have that until, like, we got married. Right, My- So it really stands in the way of a lot, because I would love to read in church. I would love to get up there. I mean, it's just crazy. It can really, really get in the way. And I agree.
0: It's interesting, because it's kind of like...
1: And I can public speak here, because no one can see me.
0: It's kind of like, these are learned things through experience. Yeah,
1: but I don't know where this came from.
0: No, I mean, I think you could legitimately just have a fear. Um, Yeah,
1: but I didn't have it when I was younger.
0: No, but some of these things, and I'll give you an example. I think it's your fault. When I was in karate back in the day. Oh,
1: God. Is this the... No, well... The bald rod?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, far, the farting uh, guy. So Master Yu's <laughs> place. Um, Master Yu, as much of a little prick as he was... A little prick. He did say something that made sense to me. Okay. And he said, notice how flexible little kids are. Yes. He said, little kids they can put their 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 feet over their head they can mm-hmm. fold themselves up into little packages he says because over time you are, you learn to be inflexible so put in put in the context of something like um your uh, your uh public speaking issue and that's clearly uh, like an anxiety thing right oh yeah but as a kid you weren't thinking about it as an adult somewhere along the line
1: no, because I, I know, like, especially you, you're very critical of people. And I guess maybe in my head I'm thinking, are people looking at me that way, too?
0: And, and they might be. And that I was you a little fatty when I was little. But you can't care. That's, that's my take on it. But the point is, is that I think that that over time, um, some things just are. So So your experiences drive how you interpret things. So you have all these bad experiences in your house. And those things... Um, could have led to some weird fear or or phobia or something that prohibits you from having a really maybe full that's dynamic why life I as a cling to adult. the Catholic faith. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So it actually, which is interesting, because when um, The Exorcist came out in '73, yeah, um, people flipped out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and um, the church baskets were filling up because all these people fled back to church because this was not a topic they were really dealing with, you know, in in movies at, at that vivid a level.
1: Well, plus the Catholic Church was like, mm, "No, this isn't true."
0: Right. But people were were running back to the to the church scared. like crazy. Yeah. Out of the fear of this thing. Yeah. So maybe and the fact that that priest had told you that the the Holy Spirit's very strong in you kind of kept you moving in that direction. That was
1: really weird. It was comforting, but it was strange because it's not something you say to somebody. Right. I think people should be going back to church right now. Yeah. I don't care what religion you follow. Take your
0: Necronomicon, throw in the trash, Satanic Bible.
1: Goodness gracious. Go
0: put it in the donation box.
1: There's too much, you know, if you think about it, it's like the seven deadly sins going on and running rampant throughout the United States right now.
0: Well, it seems like
1: Anger, gluttony, the whole seven deadly sins are happening. And
0: it seems like it's it's very hard to stay on the straight and narrow because all of these things um, are made to appear so attractive, especially in our society, in our, our Western society. You know, we are judged by how much how much stuff you have, how much bigger and grander things you have are. You know, we're the society that screws over poor people. We're the society that takes our elders and throws them in a home somewhere. Uh where other countries don't do that. You know, we're the society that um you know that that don't give everyone health care, you know, because people because there's not enough money to be made by someone.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the seven deadly sins. Yeah. And speaking of Kevin Spacey And this
0: is um Yeah. Um but but this is all what the good life quote unquote is supposed to be wow. right the Ameri- right. the american dream is a a a a torn apart fabrication the american dream with you know the the white picket fence the dad that goes to work is blown apart
1: yeah but that wasn't all great either no
0: it wasn't but but mm-hmm. now everything has to be bigger better more indulgent more but and more I and more. don't
1: know about you but I admire those people especially those that have you know the clout and all that that they're going over to countries and like Prince Harry and, and what's her name Meghan Markle I think that's her name. Yeah. That she's over there helping him out with these underprivileged children. I mean it's like I admire that because they're taking what they have and they're using it for good.
0: At least they're trying to do something.
1: They are. And that's actually, I think, kind of like how they met. They were both out in the same country helping. Yeah. And that's like, nice. but you look at somebody
0: like Bill Gates, okay? Somebody with true wealth, not unlike, unlike our president. <sighs> Bill Gates has, has true wealth, right? He's giving like $100 million or something to Alzheimer's research um, because it somehow affected him. Someone he knew, or something. I don't well, know. that's
1: when I ran my 5K. It was for uh, Cozy for Chemo because it was, you know, near and dear to my heart because of my
0: parents, right.
1: which is a cancer. You know, and it's a nonprofit organization right. for cancer
0: but but like the you know what we're, we're really saying is that
1: what are we really saying so i don't know where we are right now this no, had to do with horror and we've gone
0: no it did but but kind of what you said is that right now also in this country there are more and more um of the bad stuff out there to attract people
1: yeah i'm telling you i'm gonna say it again it's the seven deadly sins right. it really is
0: yeah and and you see it every day everywhere greed yeah all of it everywhere lust yeah, I mean that's that's all the news is made up of now. Is that stuff? It's awful. Do not blow up thy neighbor with a missile. Is that one of them? <laughs> yeah, but but I agree with you a hundred percent. I do think that um, that it's just it really permeates our entire culture, um, and and it's very hard for people to to maintain a moral compass when the world is being stripped away from you. You know everywhere Well,
1: I think it angers people because there's not a lot we can do. I mean, no, you know, being the quote unquote regular people, it's kind of hard. We can't do anything. So, the thing we can do is just in our own neighborhoods is just try to, you know, do do for those who need or you, well, know, you know. Just
0: I, I, had, I had said this before, right? Um, uh, I, I had said this to somebody, and I don't recall when I said it, um, but it, but it was brilliant. So I'll just say it again. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say. It was brilliant. Um, But what I had said is I said, it doesn't matter what you do in life. I don't care who you worked for. I don't care, um, you know, how much you made. You know, your company's not going to come to your funeral. Your company's going to send some flowers. Not going to say, man, that guy was a great worker. Nope. But your goal in life, your single contribution, In life should be to raise a loving, competent human being. If you are someone who's going to have a child, Mm -hmm. that's your greatest contribution to the continuance of of a good, normal society is raising a good, well-adjusted human being Mm -hmm. who can turn away from all this garbage. Okay. And horrible things, and try to try to do the same for their future generations because it's going to become harder over time. Mm-hmm. You know, as as all these things, like I said, it's just it's I'm moving just, to England. It's just bubbling out of our pores. This uh, horrible, you know, indulgent, awful stuff that we deal with. I'm
1: moving to England. All
0: righty then. No, I am. I, I told Tria today.
1: To I said we're all going to Florida, and then from there we proceed to England because. There's nothing going on over there. That's just
0: horrific. No, they have like guys not running like down the here. bridge, the London Bridge. People are running over. It's not like people. here.
1: They've not had like a couple. Here. A couple. Come on, bub. <sighs> well,
0: what's anyway. going
1: on over here in the United States? I don't States? know. They I've could, about had it. it's they Nothing could, united about. They the could States. take
0: my porky ass and throw me out in the shire <laughs> somewhere.
1: <laughs> oh, the shire.
0: But there is a shire oh, in England.
1: Oh, I know.
0: Maybe that castle is for sale over on Loch Ness.
1: Mm. There's a shire in New Zealand.
0: Bolishkein Castle.
1: Mm, no thanks. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I would scare the evil out.
0: Mm. Well, if you the get up in the middle of the of night Christ thinking somebody's going to stab you, I mean, yeah, you'd scare the hell out of anybody. You
1: didn't tell anybody that that was actually not a knife you had.
0: Oh. What was it I had? Mm. It was probably a piece of pizza. Knowing me. I'm saying pizza. I'm going with pizza. Well... This was a, a very fun podcast. It
1: was bizarre.
0: I think it was good. It's
1: bizarre.
0: I don't think we it's bizarre. We went from We were talking about creepy to... stuff, but but no, I think it had a really good pace you know what? because No, you're creepy. No, but it had a it had a good thing going because we talked about um dark topics and then we talked about how, you know, how society really feeds into this whole thing and everyone is is living these this horrible stuff. You know, and it's it's becoming harder and harder to continue on and avoid it all because it's being put in your face all the time. I think it's, you know, it's absolutely true. I mean, why, you know, you can have somebody, you know, rapping about how, how great police are. Or you can have someone rapping about how they're going to have a, a Glock in the neck of a cop and shoot his head off. And I mean,
1: rather rap a gift.
0: Oh, that's very sweet in the Thank holiday you. season. Or wrap um, a... Wrap a... Wrap a what?
1: Wrap a pickle.
0: Oh. Wrap a pickle. Hey, which is actually true. If you go to a Jewish deli... Oh, my God. If you go to a Jewish deli, you get to put a pickle in a... And, and this I don't understand, by the way. If you, you're you taking
1: a, That was like a 3D thing coming at me. It was a little scary.
0: Yeah, so we're talking about wrapping a pickle now. See, this has really gone off the rails.
1: I was talking about the Avengers.
0: Anyway, but listen to me.
1: <gasps> Listen. Go. Um,
0: you go to a Jewish deli mm-hmm. and you open up a barrel. Yeah. And there's pickles in the barrel. Their pickles are so good. But they're gigantic. They are. Right? You know, these are like like big ass pickles. Yeah. Yeah. But why do they give you like a, a you know, a wax lined paper <gasps> bag to put no, it in? no. I mean... This is probably the time in life that I'd want some sort of non-BPA plastic something or other. It
1: is true, because it gets all wet.
0: Yeah, so I'm running around with this giant wet pickle in my hand. (laughs) Right? Seriously, who thought of that?
1: I don't know. Was it a circumcised pickle?
0: Well, once I bit into it, it was. Ew. So uh, so I'm the pickle moil.
1: Ew, that's gross.
0: Well, I want to thank everyone for listening.
1: I want to thank you.
0: Thank you, too. Um, thank you everyone for listening to our podcast. Um, subscribe, uh, like us. Please review us if you have not. If you are getting us on iTunes or someplace, I'm talking to you, Hank. When you can review us, um, please go out there and do that. That will get more people uh, to listen. That'll get us to grow and get more people listening. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's that's pretty much it.
1: That's it. It's a wrap.
0: It's a wrap. So we will uh, see you again soon with some interesting, wacky topic. And uh,
1: may the force be with you.
0: There you go. So see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.